I'm banged on LinkedIn, right? I've, I've got no LinkedIn account now, right? <laughs> so. Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 20th of May, and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $40,300. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Robert Labetta. Joe Mehmet. <laughs> How are you, Joe? I'm really good, mate. Thanks. That, that is a compliment. I'll take that as a compliment because this guy is awesome. I'm, I'm not going to say was because he's still around, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it, he's, he's one of those guys that I never met in my life. I knew his work because it goes back to the um, late 70s. When Do you remember... Um, all those weaving. I think he's a rough Italian guy, Rick, Ricky Bird, all this whole sounds right. He used to do sort of like um, weaving on the hair, like basket case. Basket weaving and all, all that, that kind of artistic. Yeah, yeah, it's very artistic, all uh, that I stuff. Mean, I mean, personally speaking, well, I just haven't got the time for all that because I try. Sure. You know, there was a film called Ted with Bo Derek, right, where she, used to, she had these um, weaves and um, beads in her hair, right? Yeah. And um, it could take hours. That, yeah, that kind of it, work, and you know mate, what? Yeah. I did. I did one one day, right? And I, I thought, oh, sod this! It's not for me. <laughs> Seriously, it really was. I mean, I, the sale I've got are like about sort of three hundred fifty quid for it, yeah. And yeah. you have to buy the beads, and like, yeah, you just have to sort of like plait their hair. Well, like there was this. The, the Afro people could do it like no tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? They yeah, could, they're was... super fast. I remember doing a, a show for London fa- uh, Fashion Week and yeah. we basically, or the head hairdresser, essentially hired a load of Afro hairdressers, uh, a load of Afro women yeah. hairdressers. It's generally the women uh, that do that because I remember actually going into a, a, a an Afro barber shop yeah. probably 15, 16 years ago, mate, going... Look, I want to learn how to braid as well as you guys. Can yeah. you show me? Yeah. And they laugh me out of the shop. They're like, nah, mate, the women do that. <laughs> That's right. Us. And they basically right. kicked me out. And la- or they <laughs> laugh me out of the shop. Um, so that was quite uh, interesting. But yeah, yeah, no, I did work alongside them. And they've got tremendous dexterity in their fingers. Um, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's incredible yeah, what. Yeah, because I, if I remember rightly, I mean, I do remember talking to a, a woman, right? Yeah, I saw at the time, right? And actually, it wasn't a hairstyle. They actually did it, right? To, Keep control the hair, wasn't it? The kid's hair because it would expand out, right? So they actually weave the kid's hair, right? Just to expand to stop from expanding out, type of thing. It wasn't a hairstyle to sort of say this is a fashion, but it was just to control the hair. Yeah, and, it, is, it is a control thing. I mean, notice how in modern day, uh, a lot of the celebs on I'm a Celebrity they get their hair braided up before they go in, yeah, and it's because you know they want their hair to look. <laughs> great during two weeks of you know and that's right in the in the jungle type of thing in the jungle yeah yeah i mean it, it was you know t- t- i mean think about it as we're talking right if i mm. had the nuance then that i had now right i would have actually got a woman come, to come off the street right give her 50 quid do the do the hair do, do my client right and charge 350 quid to the client right you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's, it's a good point the reason why we bring robert up is because uh, he was just on a, a podcast with Dom yeah. Lahane. I just House listened to Cut it. it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, basically, uh, Robert is known in our industry for being a visionary, for being an artist, but for being somebody who's well ahead of his time. And you, you, it appears to me he completely understands my whole 
project of Go Salon and what I'm trying to do. Um, right. He labelled it this con a concierge service, uh, um, and you know, thanks to that's, Dom Lahane to um, for giving me a shout out because yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, but was it? I, but, but I felt really good about it. You know, to be it's not often that something you do aligns with such an icon uh, in the industry. Well, and, the amazing like thing is, Rob, what you don't realise was that is that Robert lives in Los hmm. Angeles. Yeah, no, that is true as well. Yeah. I mean, what, 7,000 miles away? Or give or take a 1,000 miles? Sounds like he's a bit reclusive as well at the moment. So. Well, you know, how old is he? I love how he's come to this concept on his own. Do you know what I mean? I well, mean, it's not like he's tuned into our podcast, mate, and listened to me talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what it is, right? I think we, we talked about it before. When you, when you have a certain sort of like training instilled into you, which we wish we had, you never stop learning. You never stop looking. You never stop imagining right i mean even though he might be sort of retired now or whatever he still has a passion because that's the one we were brought up with and when i was listening to the podcast i was listening to talk i'll tell you who he reminded me of well he reminds me of right is he's a subador dali of the art world you know how subador dali was right. just a, a surrealist wasn't he yeah, he uh, just had his mind was just explosive, and Robert Libertas like he wasn't like the Vid Asasul or Trevor Sorby or the the, uh, the John Frieders, right? He he was just in a, in a more surreal world, and and the, the thing I really like about Robert right, was that one day I was in I was um, at Neville Neville Daily Sun, right? I was just sort of standing outside, doing sort of like, and I saw this Ferrari, a three hundred eight GTB, and guess who was sitting in it? Um, Robert Liberta. James Bond. Now Robert Liberta. I thought perfect. That's what that's what I want. I didn't want to be him. That's what I, what I wanted to be. I wanted exactly what he had. So obviously he enjoys life, right? Because he worked hard. He had. A, I mean, when I listened to the podcast that the uh, with um, Dom, I mean, it seemed like he, he really is in tune with today's world as well, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's mm. slightly older than me, but. He, he yeah, that's what I took out of it as well. Was, yeah, he's totally, totally kind of understands where the industry is right now and what needs to change. I mean, he did. He was quite open with it. He said he tried to change it back in the day, and mm. and it was interesting as I was listening to him talking about, you know, how to to minimise the gulf between the the lower end salons and the high end salons. I just I was kind of shouting at the the radio, kind of saying. <laughs> Well, it's because of all the rules and regulations, Robert. You he, didn't he, have to is, deal with them all. He, well, no, he didn't at the time. But no, but I don't think... I think... I, I would slightly disagree, right? I think what it was, right, what he's trying to say, right, that most today's sales owners, right, got manipulated by the product company. No, I mean, I, that was me shouting at the oh, radio because he was saying, you know, he struggled and he failed to change the industry. And I just think because over time, over yeah. years, yeah. you know... It has become more of a conveyor belt service industry because we are we're basically being penalised from our wages, you know, yeah. and we have to pack so many people in just to try and break even, you know, and that's my argument. And that's what I've been formulating over the last five, six, seven, eight years, that the more regulation you get, you spend so much time focusing on, oh, am I dear into all the rules? 
that you forget about the customer element to it, well, the experience, the yeah, psychology you, of it all. You become a salon operator, which is what operator, I yeah, which is what you say all the time. Yeah, 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 totally. You, you so. do, and 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 I do sympathise with it because I I had the same problems with. Um, my first son with Draco Avenue because you wanted to approach it very differently. I actually wanted to do Sunday trading. You know, do you know what I mean? I wanted to sort of like bring, bring the experience to the client and not so much to the products and things like that. So again, you're fighting with so many elements and you know, look, we were probably aware ahead of our time like he, like he was and or, or we just didn't have the, um, the not the vision or the, the goal right, we just couldn't lower ourselves to go with the mainstream type of um, hairdressing. I think mm. that's what it is really. We just didn't want, we didn't want to play the game like they all did, you know, the Karastas or the um, the Paul Mitchells, you know, all, all these sort of products, right? You had to sort of have them in your salon. But we, I, I actually couldn't sort of like go to go myself, like I said to you before, why would I pay Karastas to have their products in my shop front when I'm paying rent for it and they're not giving me anything? Just to get yeah. what eighteen uh, percent return, forget it. It, it just exactly. Make sense. It's uh yeah, it's basically free advertising for a giant product company uh, who spends all their advertising budget on um, advertising to your your yeah. clients. And I think Robert probably saw that as well, uh, and hence mm. probably why he wanted to sort of change not change the industry, but just go in a different direction, and hopefully yeah. inspire people. Um, uh, I mean, he inspired me many ways on one with that Ferrari. With the Ferrari, <laughs> yeah. Everything with you comes down to what, you know, cars, doesn't it? At the end well, of the, but, but, but this is the thing. I think that's why you, you threw away the basket weaving because it's like you looked at basket weaving as, can I make money out of this? And then you're like, no, not really. No, no. So. I mean, it, it was, it, for him, right, it was, it was a showcase. And, yeah, it, but it, it, he, is, he is amazing. But it's quite interesting with... When he talks about the haircuts as well, did you listen to the bit with the haircuts? Like with with the celebrity clients and things like that. He goes, you know, there was a guy right who says, every time I shake my hair, I've got a piece of hair in my mouth. He goes, well, let's have a look at it, right? And he yeah. said, give me a whole haircut. He just cut that bit. Yeah, right? exactly. Instead <laughs> of doing a flat layer or a long graduation or a this or a that, like literally, he went outside the box and created his own haircut based on that. That's that right. consultation because you know because one thing that when I don't know about with your apprenticeship that with my apprenticeship right, was that you know you're learning angles right you know you're not learning 50 degrees angles 45 degrees like they do with the um, with the MBQs right you're actually learning how to control scissors with, with the hair and you know and you there's a thing that I was taught was that you cut what annoys you Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a good place to start. I mean, every consultation should be what don't you like exactly. about your haircut? That's exactly right. You know, you say, right, what, you know, that's exactly what it is. What, oh, yeah. I don't like this what bit. What don't long. you like? You know, what can I improve? Mean? Yeah, no, totally. It, right. And, and it's exactly what um, he, he's using that philosophy that I was taught. And, mm. and he sort of said, right, we start here and then we leave, we leave the rest. And, and to be honest with you, and I think. In the lockdown, that's exactly what people has been doing as well. I've been noticed with mm. the uh, the self haircuts, right? You know, people with yeah. short fringes or lopsided this and that, right? They cut what annoys them, and that's exactly the principle that uh, we should all, we should adopt. And it was it was interesting what he was saying also, right? Was the education how bad the education is today? He didn't say it exactly like that, but it kind no. of bit a bit more diplomatic, really. 
Well, once again, I mean, I, I obviously argue the um, the the standards of education have kind of fallen off a cliff because of the centralisation of education over the last twenty four years. Yeah. Um, you know, when salons were hit with minimum wage for assistants, therefore they couldn't afford to hire one assistant per stylist. Um, so basically, half of the half of the assistants got basically sacked and had to go to college to learn as opposed to learning direct from a from a successful salon and well, salon owner you know well you know but there, there was this thing that we we had to deal with um hammersmith um college right and and i think well the well is all educational center in Lorington. We, we we used to sort of like um, not employ but we used to actually give them space in our salon for to, mm. to sort of like uh, learn so we, we mm. did have a lot of influx of, not influx, a turnover of these people coming, um, well, these apprentices or juniors. Apprentices, or, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we would, would we call them, right? Where they were coming to the sub, completely unpaid. Okay? Right. So yeah, you could, to shadow you, to shadow it, it, you. Exactly. Right? Just to to get their work experience. Get, get, you know, I would even put them on a reception as well. Okay, because mm. you know it, it, they have to learn to answer the phone. I would, yeah. I would sort of make them sort of clean the toilets. And I, I know it's not very really nice for to do, right? But they have to yeah, learn these things. Yeah, it's all part of the process, isn't it? it it's it, like with young footballers having to clean the older pros' boots. Yeah, yeah. you know that doesn't happen anymore, mate. They, 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 no, that doesn't happen with these young footballing apprentices because, because you know, they're on fifty grand a week and they've not even played a first team game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they, they, you know, that's beneath them now. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can see the correlations. I can see the coincidences between, um, you know, the lack of apprentices. Because at Stafford's, when I started, we pretty much had one assistant per stylist. That's right. But every salon I've worked in and been around. There's been barely one assistant for free, three stylists maybe. Yeah. You know, and and you can only look at that as being due to the minimum wage laws because salons cannot afford to spend that amount of money on non-earning members of staff. If you oh, know what I mean. Okay, well let's put this way, right? So a salon would spend thousands of pounds a month on social media advertising and things like that, right? Yeah. And yet they wouldn't invest in, in the future of a salon. I agree. I agree. The priorities are completely wrong. You know, they're, they're giving Mark Zuckerberg probably hundreds of pounds a month. Yeah. You know, just to put an advert out there rather than employing an assistant and, you know, yeah. creating someone who will, will provide so much more. Uh, for that business, that's right, um, and that's what Robert Liberto was sort of saying, right? Was that the mm. the 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 edge? Not so much the edge, the salon owners are, are, are just completely misguided in 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 every way. I mean, he he, he said it himself, right? With that, he wished someone would just get a blank piece of paper and start all over again, and which mm. is what we when we started this podcast, yeah, this is yeah. what we've been saying all along, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, you and and also what I loved what he said as well about Amazon being a behemoth. Um, you know, they they are going to take over the world, so don't mistrust Amazon. Use them; yeah. they are the competition. If we cannot beat Amazon, so let's join them. Let's figure out what they can do to enhance our industry, and let's take those little elements and add them into our own business it, rather it, than all crying and whinging, oh, Amazon salon, oh, it's going to destroy the industry. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I, and I said it. I said it in a previous shot. Yeah, you know, so, so one of the so disappointing thing was that during the second lockdown, right? Was that no one came up with any innovative ideas. All they'd be moaning about was chop the fat or save our salon. Mm, and then yeah. you know, all the clients are all coming back in, but they actually done nothing in their salon. The smart mm. mirrors or some kind of yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? So yeah, so, totally. Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to say, right? I think he's been listening to our show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you say that about everybody that has a similar opinion though, well listen you? I mean here yeah. we are right? I mean people could think we're ranting or raving or, or yeah. expressing our sort of like um, it comes from a place of love doesn't it it, it comes from a place of passion about it, it, industry, exactly right? you know when you hear Robert Liberta sort of saying the very same things okay it's said it eloquently far better than I have right but it, it's the same it's the same same um language same really. message yeah. yeah it's the same it's coming from the same place isn't yeah, it you it, know it, it, he, exactly he cares um, about the industry he cares about um the future know, he cares about the, the future. future of the industry yeah we, he wants it because we don't actually care about now we care about the future because totally because now is now right we can't do anything about it now we can't go shut every salon now and say you know your yours is said we care what is happening in the future the next salon we, yeah, we, you know, we're trying to we're trying to we're not trying to protect the future. No, but we are trying to point out that some of the decisions and things that are being made over the last few years have have these unintended consequences. Yeah. And people, I believe, are just burying their head in the sand and they're just not they're just not looking at them from, from a, bit, a different perspective. Uh, yeah, different angle. I mean, I mean look, we, we, we both know, right? I mean, okay, the Amazon Salon is is a concept, but there's going to be a bigger play, game players soon knocking on the doors, which is sort of L'Oreal. They're going to have their own salons. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. They're all going to try and like bring this in-house. And, and you know, Avida have already done this with their own app, but the only problem or barrier of entry with the Avida app is well probably the fact that you've got to give them the title of your shop you've probably got to spend a hundred thousand pounds on changing your shop so you know you've got to pay the pay the fees of that franchise all i'm interested in is the technology yeah how do we make retail easy for our customers i have all i've said from day one when everyone started writing blogs and getting worried about the amazon salon i said no what amazon are going to learn is that hairdressers don't need Amazon, but Amazon need the hairdressers yeah. because it's the hairdressers which influence and have the trust of our customers. We have the trust. Amazon provide a convenient service. You know, mm. do you trust them to get it right all the time? No, I don't. You know, occasionally I'll buy stuff off Amazon which is absolute garbage. But what I do trust with Amazon is I can throw it back at them. They'll go, sorry about that, Mr. Dawn. You know, here's your money back. Would, would I do that with a haircut? <laughs> um, I don't know. You'll have to ask the, um, anyway, have to ask well, the anyway. head of the Amazon salon. To Actually, see happens. That's the same, can, same could you could reach out to Eleanor, right? Can't you? Because I'm banged on LinkedIn, right? I've got no LinkedIn account now, right? <laughs> so, I mean, look, yeah, but I, you're having more fun on Twitter by, yeah, um, oh, you know, yeah, I know, I by know. arguing with um, troll bots. I, I so, know, but uh, you know what? Yeah. I'll probably get banned on Twitter soon. <laughs> Seriously, I yeah. really would. But well, uh, listen, that's a badge of honor these days, mate. Uh, you know, t- t- you're, you're being very high esteem. But you know what, you though, right? I was thinking yeah. about sort of like, you know, getting set up another account on LinkedIn, right? 
and I thought, you know, what for? Why? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I was never a fan of social media. So anyway. you can get banned again? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought, That's why you just forget, I can live my life. But going back now, going back to uh, what I was told, I think if you reach out to Eleanor, right, and so I'll say mm. to her, have you had any complaints? Because that's going to be a key well, indicator. Well, the thing is, at the moment, um, it's kind of a manipulated system because they're only Amazon staff that are using it. Yeah, but that was up so, to about last week, though. Was it, was, I think, was it this oh, week? Oh, was that... Yeah, because uh, they, they won't I'm get... They, sure. they get they're going to get new clients. They're getting clients in because they're not going to survive with Amazon staff, right? It's freebies, all right? Sure. Uh, I mean, no matter how... Big... Oh, maybe they've changed. Maybe I'll ask her then. Because, yeah, you're not going to get real feedback until real people are spending yeah. real money That's right. on your service. And, and you I, don't think, I, I don't know if she's going to be honest enough to tell you, because everything Elida does, right, is uh, amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, of course. Um, so, but it'd be quite interesting just to ask a question. Have you had any complaints? Mm. From the from the minute they walked in to the minute walked they walked out, right? So the whole Amazon experience, mm. you know, and that's going to be a genuine feedback. Really, um, I think that's going to be important. Really, not not so much from the staff. I don't mm. think. So yeah, so I think you should reach out to her. I mean, I consider a text message, but I think if you do it on a business platform, you might get a business answer rather than a, 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 a personal one. Yeah. Well, watch this space. Watch this space. I mean, yeah. I've, I've shouted out. I've given uh, Dom Lahane a shout out because he gave me a shout out on the podcast. He, um, oh, before he was briefly uh, interrupted by Robert, uh, I must admit, I think Dom was about to explain the whys and wherefores of Go Salon to his whole audience, but he got he got cut off. But um, but no, it was um, a good shout. It was a very good shout, actually. Very good yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I loved Harry. I loved he said. Oh, I think there's this guy called. I think. No, oh, he said a friend. He said my friend. I got a friend. He said. Friend, he said friend. yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. mentioned you as a friend. Really. Yeah, no, mention, it's good. It's positive. Yeah, you know, he didn't sort of say, well, "I've got this competitor on podcasts." No, <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I thought. I thought it was fantastic. And you know, look, if Dom can still see the advantages of um, go salon and try to explain it to um, Robert. And, yeah, and then well, basically, I mean, that's why Don brought it up because it was exactly what Robert was saying. He was saying it's a concierge service. You need a screen. You know, customers don't want to like get products anymore. They don't want to buy products from your salon. You know, they want to press a button and the product appear at their house. I've always said this about buying a product in the salon is difficult because you've just had your hair done as well. Why do I need that product? I've just spent all this money. You've just done my hair. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, um, and, and, and I saw, I agree, but and, and also the this, this psychological aspect that Robert was talking about, right? Get inside your client's head. You know what I mean? Talk mm. to them, understand them, not try and sell them. Mm. Yeah, totally. Really? So, you know, but, or just passing on the knowledge that's going to make their life a bit so, easier. So would you say go salon, right? Mm. Will give trust to the client from the hairdresser's perspective, or, or, or yeah. the, the trust to the hairdresser um, from the client's perspective. Well, how I look at Go Salon is I put Go Salon as an extension of the trust that that customer already has in right. their hairdresser. Right. I see it as a, a way of sharing that trust because the customer obviously goes to the hairdresser because they trust them to do something to their hair which are you know mm. which they agree with right yeah um yeah. so therefore in the same token i want the hairdresser 
to understand that ghosts, to trust in Go Salon, that we are there to strengthen that connection between them and their own customer. We've got no intention to try and rip, up, rip off their customer or rip them away from them or sell their data or, you know, all of those um, romantic idealism things that I have in my, in my brain. You know, I don't think you should be making money off the back of other people's data. Do you know what I mean? But mm. I certainly believe that if I can make hairdressers' job easier and allow them to focus more, and if I create that value then hopefully I'll get a little bit of value back from them, you know. Do, do you th would you sort of say that a hairdresser will become a product advisor or completely nothing to do with the product at all? Do, do no, you know I, mean? I, I, just, I just think it's up to the hairdresser. You know, I just think it's up to the hairdresser that, that whatever, however that hairdresser feels as a human being, whether they like selling, whether they like recommending, or not you know i've gone through periods where i've just told the customer to go and buy a cheap product from down the road because i know they're not going to spend 50 pound on a on a you know two products do but, you know what i mean yeah, i'll send them into boots to go and yeah. pick up lee stafford you know as rough as you like or whatever product you know lee's, as rough lee's promoting <laughs> yeah. at the time yeah 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 I mean, look, I, do you I, know what i mean yeah. so i i think i've I get what Robert's saying with the psychological aspect. I understand my customers. I know the ones that are rich and that, you know, want luxury and want to pay 30 quid for a product. And I know the ones that maybe aren't so well off and, you know, they look aghast well, when see, you suggest a £30 product to them. Well, the, the, the thing is, I, I'm very different to you because, you know, all my clients are well to do in, in many ways at one. And I still recommend Bozy. <laughs> oh, and head and shoulders as yeah, well. I bet. Yeah, I do yeah. because you know, if, they, if they're children or their husbands or they're themselves, right? You know, because stress comes out in many different ways, right? And, and you know, yeah. if you've got dry scalp, yeah, it's kind of stress related in one way or another. And and you know, so dandruffs tend to be bacterial as well, right? So again, that's kind of like what you eat and things like. But one of the best shampoos to get rid of it instantly is Bozy or um, or um, Head of Shoulders because they're brutal. Do you know what I mean? They're really brutal to the hair. So they're brutal. You know what? That that come and get me plea was going so well until you mentioned the word brutal. Oh, okay. <laughs> they could have snipped that. They could have cut that little, isolated that bit of um, bit of comment from Joe Mehmet. Right, right. Uh, and use that in their marketing strategy. Yeah, let's move on. I want to talk about marketing. Got it. I'm not very good at it. I need help. I need hand. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that because um, on your on your go sound, you, you know, you send me my opinion, you know, for my opinions on it, right? And I always think that you should not be the front of it. You know, what I mean, I don't think you should be the voiceover. I don't think, you know, you developed it great. You're the founder of it, great. But I think you should get somebody else to actually promote it, versus speaking. Mm. You know. Um, <laughs> But that's I'm coming to the similar conclusions at the moment. I'm just finding it real, really hard, you know. Um, I've been working two years on this project. Been try I've been reading all the books. I've been reaching out to people, you know. I've been trying to, trying to learn as much about the message as possible. And I did hear this line, you know, don't sell the mattress. Sell a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot to lot to be said for that. But when you're trying to develop a product that is new, and that you know 
nobody's nobody's seen before. That's what I'm struggling with. But do you know what I mean? It's, I'm trying to get it out in the least amount of syllables as possible. To what Go Salon is and thing, what it does. But the thing, if you go back to the sort of the um, you know, don't sell a mattress, sell dreams, right? Yeah, you, mm. you've really got to believe that that's what you did. Also, you've got to be prepared to sort of say, well, I did get good night's sleep, did I? You know what I mean? So you've got to be really, really hundred percent comfort of the product will actually work for everybody yeah yeah oh no no listen i mean we've been we've been piloting it for over a year now we've been in yeah. um beta testing and it does work for everyone because i've got beauty salons using it i've got youtubers using it uh, i've got hair salons using it and i've got freelance hairdressers using it so and, you and done it doesn't it, matter what... that's your marketing there you are you've done it yeah well so like what's your problem i, I well, I guess it's it's the next stage, isn't it? You know, it's the next stage. It's scaling. We know the product can scale, because um, I've because like I say, with Coronado's smart retail wall and the QR codes and all of these things that I'm kind of tying together, I feel I'm getting somewhere. But I I don't know. I'm just I'm just frustrated that we're not further down the road. Would you want to, I, if where, you were to sort of say give um, Dom LaHaye fifty quid, you know, backhander, he could put, he could give you a shout every time. <laughs> yeah, Dom, I'll give you fifty quid in Bitcoin. You know, uh, that's even more valuable. Yeah, well, yeah, because well, not at the moment, mate. I don't, I'm not quite sure about that. Oh, I don't know. Listen, that's that's just you know shaking those weak hands out. Don't worry about the dips. I bought the dips. Did you? Did you buy the dips? No, no, no. I I, I have been oh, I following it actually. I must admit, I've been I've been following it. But I don't, let's not mm. digress from the uh, your your marketing. Uh, no, 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 for sure. Well, no, I'll give Dom Lahane fifty pound in Bitcoin because look, look at your fifty quid that you you got given four years ago. That's now four hundred quid. Two years ago. Two years ago. Maybe. Two years ago. It's four hundred quid now. That that I told you the anecdote. No, about my brother in plastered of my wall. I gave him 70 quid in Bitcoin four years ago. It's now 450 quid. Yeah. So, you know, I want to bring Bitcoin to salon owners as well. I want to, um, I want to, you know, project the message out to them that there is another way that you can run your business that is automated, that's, you know, using the internet, you know, that's using the te technology. Don't be afraid of it. This yeah. is a natural... This is a natural progression towards it. You know, you have to be forced to think to doing something different and trying out something new. And and what we've had over the last year, I think, has been that, you know, I um, that black swan event, which yeah. has basically shaken people up to, to the verge of going, I've got to try something new. I've got to do something new. This old way of doing things just isn't working. Um, and yeah, you know, that's my narrative, mate. I'm trying to bring Go Salon, Bitcoin. I'm trying to bring all these amazing things that I'm seeing in the technological yeah. side of side of well, um, the internet and bringing technology. them to, to the, you know, the hairdressing industry, obviously, which I've spent 20 years in, you know. Do you think the hairdressing industry, as is salon owners and, mm. and the people in the hairdressing council and all these professional bodies, right? They don't understand technology because they, you know, because obviously you do, you, mm. uh, you know how to um, sort of like manipulate it to, to your advantages, not manipulate yeah. it, but use it to the advantages. No, you, you mean automate. Yeah. Right. Automate it. But yeah. most salon owners don't or, and, and the professional mm. bodies don't because they can't guide them. 
Well, like I say, I think this is this comes down to my um, inner belief that all bureaucracy and administration is bad for your health. And it just wastes your time. It doesn't earn you anything from it. You know, much like your principle about, you know, most data collection is kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the same. And, and whenever I see these governmental over-governing bodies, as I like to call them now, that are all getting in, in and, and, and they, they all know they are, the second they are advocating for more legislation, for more rules, for more regulations... You know, I, I'm i averse to all that. I shudder in disbelief. You know, there isn't a single hairdresser that got into the industry because they like filling out forms. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do with technology is to remove That's all right. of that bureaucracy. And we, we, we discussed that before, right? How yeah, we, we... so the hairdresser can focus on what they love to do, which is make their client look great and, you know, have a good time. In which the is exactly what Robert Liberto was saying. Right. Yes. You know, yes. The, the interesting thing is, right, I had to go to the bank this morning, right? But I had to put some mm. money into my account. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I did it, right? But I just got carried away, so I like, get in film posters. And so I thought, God, I've got six pounds in my account. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? Seriously, I don't know how that, how that happened. But I really think so. Right. Anyway, and as I was walking back, right, I walked past my local Sainsbury's, and they had mm. the, 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 um, the saw like, where the, the door is, right? They, they accept Apple Pay now, right? So this is Sainsbury's accepting Apple Pay. Yeah. With no £45 limit, it says, right? So Yeah, again, listen, mate, your wallet is on your phone now. Yeah, exactly. Your so, wallet is on your phone. So if the supermarket, like Sainsbury's, is going, mm. is going to that part, to that uh, side of um, payment taking, yeah. right, the, the hairdressing industry has to start to um, catch up. Otherwise, it's going to get really uh, way behind. Well, that's a really good point. That's a really good point because at the end of the day, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, they've all been using self-service machines for a long time, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. And, you know, my opinion of that was, in the beginning, was, you know, they're just trying to get rid of jobs and it's a bad thing. But no, how many times have you stood in a queue at Tesco's, you're in a rush, there's 15 people waiting at the checkout, but... The self-service screens are empty. It's choice. You're giving your customer choice. Do I choose to stand in a queue or not? That's what I'm trying to do with Go Salon. Go Salon gives your customer the choice to check out via their phone, to buy their product via their phone, but it's all connected to you. It's via you as well. Do you know what I mean? Actually, yeah, come to think of it, I can imagine right? a, a, a salon has got your, your app. Of, you know, using your app and you've got clients right who's got to go sound they can actually yeah. go to a salon order a product from them rather than from these supermarkets or, or anywhere else right just so that they can get that little bit of business can't they that's right you know that's I mean? right so they're helping yeah. the community in a way right that's there's a good angle to come in that angle um aaron that's a marketing yeah, angle. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's like I say, it's, it's trying to get across the aspect that yeah. what Go Salon does, it doesn't just make you money, it saves you time, it automates yeah. certain things, yeah. it enables your customer to buy from you whenever they want. Uh, they don't they even have to be in the salon. They don't have to be in the salon, do they? They, they could actually sort no. of go, go outside the salon, right? There's a QR code, and they could actually sort of like, uh, what? Uh, scan the QR code and they can order a product from that outside the salon. 
Exactly. Uh, you can send them a, a text message, a, an email, a WhatsApp link, Fantastic. you know, containing. And, and like I say, all of these things I developed because as a freelance hairdresser, I couldn't take my entire retail display with me to my customer's house. I would tell them, this is the product for you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, so it's something that I built for me that after using it for a few years, I was like, I think other hairdressers would, would like to use these tools as well because I don't have to think about any of that stuff. I don't have to deal deal with the salesman coming round and wanting to sell me loads more new products and this, yeah. that and the other. I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with stock checks. I don't have to deal with holding a load of stock. So really, Do you know if, what I mean? If, if, if every salon was to sort of uh, adopt, the, um, adopt the Go Salon app, right? Hmm. You, you actually putting people um, out of job, out of work, ain't you? You actually, <laughs> there'd be there'd be no salesman, would there? <laughs> but it's progress, Joe. Yeah. This is progression. Right. You know, the salesman will go on to selling other things. Yeah. You know, uh, product companies have already been sacking their salesmen for years because they don't want their wages on on the books because they've been selling online for years. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to disrupt an industry. All I'm trying to do is make my life easier. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's when, it. When, I am no, no, so that's lazy. Wrong, Harry, that's right. Not your life. Hairdresser's life. Uh, well, but that's that. Obviously, comes out of it, doesn't it? You know, if I'm looking to make my life easier, faster, as less a as a bureaucratic, as a, business, as, a, as a hairdresser. Yeah, 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 totally. As a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and if I manage to earn an extra few quid that you know pays for my curry this week you know pays for my family to go out for a meal happy days do you know what i mean i've not had to be the middleman in buying a product from the product company paying through the nose for it and then putting it on a shelf and fingers crossed my client might be dumb enough to realize that the product I'm selling, they can't get it online for half the price. And, do you know and, what I mean? I suppose so. technology, right, has to sort of replace the the, the, the the salesman, the hard sales talk, hasn't it? Mm. Really, which clients are really, I mean, not so much clients, right, but people are kind of weary of that now, aren't they? I mean, you, you get the commercials on television, you get on the radio and the magazines. People don't really listen to all that anymore, do they? No, people, and, and, and I've spoken to a lot of young hairdressers in this industry, mate. They don't want to be salesmen. Yeah. They want to be creative. Yeah. They want to create yeah. great haircuts. Look at your nephews, the barber. Yeah. You know, he wants to be doing cool, funky haircuts that he's seen on Instagram. That's right. He doesn't want to spend half the half of the appointment exploiting the virtues of this product over that product. Well, not, Do you know what I mean? He yeah, wants to be creative. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't need sort of the selling owner telling, right, you've got to sell a product today. You know, every time, every client you've got a shampoo, you know, your, your shampoo, right, try and sell the product. I suppose, yeah, he doesn't want that, really. He wants to do haircuts, you know, which is... Exactly. Uh, and, he you wants know, to and, be creative. And, yeah, because at the end of the day, right, no one, I mean, we talked about it, and I, I, still, I still believe that in the future, haircuts will be replaced by AI, but for the time being, you don't have to worry about AI because you just have to worry no. about a haircut, but you don't have That's to worry right. about the blow dries, the, the selling of the shampoos, all that, like, just construct on the haircut. And I suppose that's the, yeah. that's the big thing today, really. 
Yeah, and I think I think your principles as well. Going back to one of your principles, there's no difference between a you know a thirty pound haircut and a three hundred and fifty pound haircut a lot of the time. Yeah. But the level of service, yeah, this, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. You know, if you're giving five star service and you give your customer great experience, mm. I've always felt you know selling salon retail to me, I'm kind of complicit in ripping my customer off because I know that they can buy it for forty percent cheaper online. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've never felt comfortable with selling retail at inflated prices when they can just buy it on the internet. And I don't have to deal with any of that middleman to buying all the products up front, unpacking it all, sticking it all on the shelves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all yeah. of that takes time and energy, which takes my apprentice or my assistant away from learning the craft yeah. which is what this this industry is all about i, I think so and I, I kind of think that the, the sooner hairdressers realize that they can actually become a lot richer working for themselves right and thinking about themselves like you saw yeah. like rightly stated and and not worry about the um what other company what the companies are sort of wanting or this and that then yeah you can dismiss the product companies yeah. you can dismiss what yeah, they've completely. got to say you can you can you know tune them out I, i've no in all my years as a hairdresser a product couple has never paid my mortgage. I paid my mortgage. Sure. You know, I mean, and my clients, yeah. you know, they, they're the ones who actually saw, like, gave me the um, the, the, the finances to, to do so, right? So, yeah, mortgage company, until the day Laura says, hey, Joe, you know, here's X amount, we pay your mortgage, just send me your, mm -hmm. just send me the product. I say, thank you very much. I, I will do that with, with, with great enthusiasm. But until then, yeah. right, I don't think it's worth any any hairdresser to actually sort of like um, make a beeline yeah. for it, which goes back to your marketing skills. There you are, like you know, you you got it there, Aaron, haven't you? You you can sell your product because all the flaws in the industry is is, is sort of making your yeah, I'll disrupted by it. Yeah, yeah. I'll disrupted by it. Yeah, totally. So when Robert Robert Labetta says, you know, let's take the good things. I'm not saying product companies are bad. I'm just saying salon owners being crucified by expense, time constraints, all of these things. So is there something in my skill set that I can do which will save a lot of that? Yeah, there is. Mm. Welcome to Go Salon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Convenience converts at the end of the day. So, you know. Hey, listen, and time is valuable these days, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Super valuable, yeah. and, and, and a client wants to sort of go in, have their hair done, and walk out, okay? Well, you know, t time is the only other finite thing in the world other than Bitcoin. Mm. Did you know that? Is it? Yeah. Right. They're both finite. But fi fi finite, you know, basically there's, there's a limited supply of them. Oh, okay. There's a fixed supply. Oh, right. You know, okay, we, yeah. are, we have all got a fixed amount of time on this earth. Yes. There's only 21 million bitcoins, and then when that runs out, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, mate, I think this this episode's been great for me. Um, it's been a party political broadcast on behalf of the Go Salon Go um, Go, Go, Salon. Go, Go Salon Libertarian Party. Um, so go be free. Unshackle your unshackle yourself from your product company. No need to be loyal to them anymore. You know, let them woo you. And not the other way round. You don't need to woo the product. Good shout, mate. Good shout. Good shout. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm going to give myself a round of applause. Right. So then, mate. Um, 
You got a busy weekend planned this weekend? Um, um, actually, I've got a wedding to... Uh, uh, this, is, this is Saturday, right? I've got a wedding to do. Yeah. And as you know, yeah. I'm going to Dorset as well, right, for uh, for the weekend. Yeah. So, because um, my friend's um, daughter's birthday party on Sunday. So... Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm doing a wedding on Saturday morning. So you're doing some hair? Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got to do lots you're of doing hair. Doing the bride. I've got to do do lots of do the bride and the, the Yeah, bride's... so when you do weddings, how many people do you normally do on Well, average, I, I, I when I used to sort of like go to sort of like in, into the far area of travel abroad, right? Um, mm. I used to always do the families, the whole families. Mind you, I did one wedding many years ago in Venice where I just did a Russian bride. All right, and yeah, it, yeah, it was just she, she employed me, and she had this whole thing in her head like that is only going to do my hair. <laughs> and she, I weren't going to do anybody else's hair, just her hair, right? But normally, when when people book me, right, you did a whole family, yeah, the yeah, I mean, so you did sure. like weeks and weeks, well, not weeks, yeah, 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 for sure, that type of days. So, um, on this one, I'm just sort of it was quite sad actually because the wedding last was supposed to happen last year in Gestad in Switzerland. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Stade, right? But Gustav or Stade, whichever way you to pronounce it, right? I don't know if you've ever been there, but it is no. beautiful, Aaron. It is one of the most, you know. What you, country is that? In Switzerland, right? And, in Switzerland, okay. You know, you've got, you got the, the, the Palace Hotel, right? And you've got the, um, you've got this sort of Uberstrasse Street, right? Where all the houses are like for two, three hundred million pounds each. Seriously, it is right. like the area in the world, right? And, right. and that's where the wedding was going to be. Uh, because of COVID and everything, they um, they this right, right. We're just going to have a small one in in London, in Kingston, of all places. Quite sad. So I'm just going to do the family, immediate family, and that's it. Like four four women and the bride. Then after them, right? I'm, I've got the bride's going to leave by twelve o'clock. So at twelve thirty, I'm going down the road to Tellington to do mm. to do two haircuts. And at that point, my wife comes and meets me at um, 10 to the 2 o'clock and then we drive down to Kingston to do, um, well, to stay for the party and then do four haircuts there as well. Beautiful. I love that. I mean, that that is the world of the freelancer though, right? Yeah. I mean, what, what I find beautiful, it's like comedians. You know, comedians go on holiday and they get their agent to sort them out gigs while they're on holiday so their holiday can now become a business expense yeah, yeah, exactly. and therefore a tax write-off. Yeah, exactly. So in a way, once again, you're, you're displaying fantastic uh, sound economic judgment by doing all of that because your whole vacation down in Dorset for the week can now be written off as a business expense, right? it, Exactly. It, it, it is a business expense because yeah, perfect. perfect. You know, miss. What about you? What are you doing? Uh, well, I was going to discuss my philosophy of doing weddings, and mine's almost the exact opposite of you. I just focus on the bride and the bride only, and I get an assistant in to do everybody else. Um, and you really? know, once that, again, it's you, you to, never yeah, that, really. That's the yeah. Generally, that's what I feel is the best way forward because I often find you know um, doing weddings. It's obviously the cream of the the cream of what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, it's someone's potential biggest day of their life. It is, um, and things can get heated. Things can get stressed, and therefore, it's my job to kind of shadow the bride. And make sure everything's perfect for them. Do you know what I mean? So, do, do, so um, when you do the bride right, do you have mm. any? Do you have any rules and rules that they that they, you go by that um, the, the bride has to adhere to? Because I've got one. Yeah, I mean, I will ensure that I'm looking after them for probably the year. 
yeah. in the run up to the wedding. Fair enough. And I will impart my condition is key philosophy right. onto them. So I will get them, you know, trying to sort out their colour a year in advance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because in my experience, every single person that wants to get married wants the long hair to look gorgeous yeah. for their wedding day. Do you know what I mean? Whether that's putting nano extensions in whether that is, you know, growing their hair out and, you know, really projecting a 12-month plan. Because everyone knows they're getting married, right? Yeah. 12, 18 months before they get married. So I like to kind of look at it as a project management task. You yeah, know, this right. is your hair, right? Throw the bleach out the window, stop that. Let's do these, let's do these conditioning treatments, let's do this. Uh, you know, the month before, let's do a colour refresh. Do you know what I mean? So I try and look after them for the entire year to 18 months that's before right. their big yeah. day. Well, they're, they're, that's right, because so. they're, 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 they're normally book a wedding in about a year in advance, really. I mean, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm doing one in Loch Lomond next year, Are actually, you? Are looking you? forward to. That's a beautiful and then they tell me the date when they tell me the date it's april i'm like oh no for god's sake it's gonna be freezing well, there's you me you could thinking, be lucky you could be lucky. well we could be lucky could be like, we could I mean, be lucky if, if you listen to the environmentalists right it, it, it will be a heat wave <laughs> yeah absolutely you know what i mean no I, I did this wedding once in egypt right in cairo where um it was it was it's like i was there for like five days and there's mm. four days of partying okay and then and then mm. you had the last day and yeah, I did the hair stuff for one particular day. I did this hair stuff for the day. And then when I saw the uh, the wedding dress, right, the Bruce Oldfield, I gave a shout for Bruce Oldfield. He brought down the wedding dress. And I went, I saw the wedding dress and, and the bride says to me, what do you think we should do with this? She says to me. And about this stage, right, I went for four different hairstyles with her for four different nights, yeah? Mm. And I looked at the wedding dress and I looked at her and I said to her, you know, Zen, I said, there's only one hairstyle for this um, she said what's that I said cut it all off <laughs> seriously I swear to god right and okay. she said okay do it and, and you know if no one believes me I'm quite happy yeah. to post pictures of me cutting all their hair off totally right because that was the must and no one knew right because there's one thing that I do when I'm doing a bright right no yeah. one is allowed in the room Right. Okay. Because the worst thing you want, right, is a bridesmaid coming, the mother coming, kids coming. Oh, you're so excited. You're so... Oh, yeah. It's, it's chaos. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's absolutely chaos. It's your whole yeah, focus, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. this hairstyle in mind. Because one thing I don't do, right, I don't do trial runs. Right. Uh, you know, why okay. is that? Why is that? Because they change their mind on the day anyway. Well, no, that baby never looked the same anyway. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> sure, sure. You know what I mean? You well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I, yeah, I, you bring up a good point about the dress and all of that kind of stuff. The dress obviously does make a big difference. You know, have they got a long veil? Have they got like a tiara? You know, there are certain technical judgments that you need to be aware of before the day do you know what i mean well, look, so, if it's a high collar you know is the dress off the shoulder you yeah. know is it going to be a hair up is it going to be hair down do you know what i mean exactly. there's all these things exactly so exactly there's certain things so. that you just you you learn these things again we go yeah. back to the education right and it wasn't yeah. i wasn't taught it i saw it because you know you because mm. i was going around with um, daniel and when I, when he was, I was his junior, right? And you learn these things, you, do you know what I mean? Mm. And he learned it from somebody else from, from years gone by, so... Yeah, totally. You know yeah, I mean? we're just, we're just uh, an interface, aren't we? Yeah. We're just being passed on all these experience, mm. all these tools, all these principles. And, and the MVQ just destroyed it. 
And be just destroys it. It really Yeah, well, like you say, you know, it's about the psychology of it. You know, they're not being taught that. They might be being taught all the technical aspects of every single haircut and all the scientific aspects of, you know, the medulla and the cuticle mm. and, and the biology of it all. Mm. But, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, it, there, I, there is a lot to be said for, for, you know, actually getting the client psychology right. It really is. And, you know, and, and again, I, the bride obviously trusted me that day, right? She said to me, fine, just mm. do it. And I went, bam, just did it, you know, I mean, without hesitation. And it, sure. it was, just, I mean, when, when she walked out to, into the, um, in, into sort of like the, um, the reception, right? Yeah, we talked about sort of like about midnight at this point because this was in um, in Egypt in um, Giza, you know, just by the pyramids, and mm. um, you know because it was so hot, right? So that you had to do it. It had to be at night time. It was just the coolest, and, yeah. and it was just a, a real wow. I mean, people were coming up to me and just sort of saying amazing things. You, you know, what I mean, like what? Yeah. Not like this. Oh, what the hell did you do? You go, you know, but it really was yeah. coming because it really was a wow. You, you know, what I mean, it's one yeah. of those impact. Really was, and I think that's and again, I, that impact. You know, yeah, I always talked about haircuts being an impact. I think that's probably one of my greatest um, nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? No. No. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. All right then, mate. Well, look. How do we wrap up the show? I mean, it's been a bit of a. Well, you, yeah, you can't, there's no, I've got no goat on LinkedIn for a start. No, well, you've got no goat on LinkedIn. You've got no real goat on Twitter because you've still only got five followers. I just checked. So <laughs> make sure you follow Joe on Twitter. He is entertaining, trust me. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably a bit too, but a bit too opinionated. Yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got this one guy I've got debated against me. Can you please use punctuations? <laughs> Yeah, it will help. It will help yeah. when yeah, when trying to decipher the code that you're writing down, mate. It's code. Um, yeah, once again, thanks to Dom Lahane for the shout out. Um, go and check out his podcast with Robert Labetta. It was very um, visionary. It was very, um, I think it was really powerful, a lot of things he was saying. So that was um, episode 200 of the How to Cut It podcast with Dom Lahane. Uh, go and check it out. I'm sure you type in how to cut it into Google, you'll find it. You won't be able to miss it. And yeah, around about thirty minute mark, he starts talking about the amazing salon. Yes. Or should I say the Amazon, Amazon salon? The because Amazon. Go Salon exists to make your salon amazing. amazing. Wow! I've just done uh, a bit of marketing. Bravo, sir. See? Do you like that? You think you're on your feet? Think uh, yeah. Your feet. There you go. Boom. 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 Anyway, so yeah, um, cheers to that, Dom. And this is my come and get me plea. Dom, if you want me to come on your podcast and talk to you about Go my vision of Go Salon and the future of salons in general, well, I'm all ears, mate. Just my, reach out. How you could save the industry, Aaron. You could single-handedly save the industry. Well, I want to save the individual first. I'm not bothered about the industry. The in industry will figure itself out. But if I can save the uh, the individual, it'll have a more profound effect on the industry, um, I believe. Before so. we go, yeah, go on. Guess what I just um, completed? Um, Halo on the Xbox. Oh, I had it years ago. Um, now I've got my second jab. I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, hey. congratulations! <laughs> How do you feel? You know what? I actually feel really good. I mean, the first jab, when I had the first jab, which was the AZ uh, uh, AstraZeneca, right? 
Yeah. For, for two days, I was knocked out, right? Like, like a flu, mm. yeah? Yeah. But um, this jab I had yesterday, I feel really good. I don't feel any different. Now, oh, that's I, great. You know what I mean? If I, I get, reckon you've got the placebo then. Do you think? Yeah, you've got the placebo, mate. Well, I do, <laughs> I do wonder. I get black clots and things like that, right? So, I, you, know, like, you know, if I'm not here next week, people, people you know why. You know why, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Bill Gates's fault. Yeah. All right then, mate. All right. Well, Appreciate I think that's enough for now. Um, but yeah, no, like I say, go salon.uk if you want to find out more about what I'm doing over there. Uh, on this podcast, I'm going to share a blog that I wrote called The Great Restart, um, which explores a little bit more about what Coronado's doing with their smart retail wall and how it has 10x the amount of retail they've done since the restart. So... Um, yeah, go and check that out. But anyway, Joe, remember, trust no one. Trust no one. That's it. Trust and no one. Uh, yeah, have a good week. And you too, mate. No salon exists to make your salon amazing. Go salon exists to make your salon amazing.